We are in Sefer Malachim Beis, Perak Beis, Pasuk Yud Aleph, Vayihi Hema Holchim Haloch V'jabeh. So we saw yesterday, Elio and Elisha both know that the day is here where Eliyahu will be taken away by a sa'ara, a fiery wind that will carry him heavenward and he will leave his earthly existence. Problem is, they know when, they don't know where. So they embark, as we saw on that itinerary yesterday, from Gilgal to Beit El to Yericho. At Yericho, they crossed the Yardin miraculously by Eliyahu slapping his cloak on the water. It parts for both of them, and they go into the Yardin, and that's where we're going to pick it up. They are walking together. Again, Eliyahu is trying to impart everything he can before he passes the baton, as it were, to Elisha to succeed him. And Elisha is like a sponge, just taking it all in, wanting more. So we started with Olive. They are walking deep in conversation. The Mephoshim say they are talking halacha, various halacha of certain matters uh, of Torah. And of course, the Medrash also says that the Malach, that the Kaddish Baruch who has dispatched to take Eliyahu heavenwards, will not interrupt them while they are speaking Torah. And this is going on. But finally, a fiery chariot of fiery horses uh, comes down by Ephraim. The only way it can disrupt it is it comes right down between them by Yal Eliyahu Besara Hashemayim. And Eliyahu gets in the chariot and is lifted by the fiery winds to the skies. And of course, Mephoshim have spent much time and over centuries the nature of this occurrence. Of course, the question is, does Elion go up incorporeal? In other words, his whole body goes up. Uh, and he is taken, say some of them are fortunate, someplace like Ganadin, left in Ganadin because he has a job ultimately in the uh, redemption of the Moshiach. And others say that no, it's the body is burnt but the neshama goes up, stays intact. Well, then how we've seen, or we will see in the Gemara, so many instances of Eliyahu appears to them, Eliyahu appears on earth. How do you reconcile that? Some say it's a combination of both, that he goes up uh, not as a body, not as a guf, but as a neshama, but can come back as a guf when the occasion calls for it. Another question raised, we see so many parallels with Moshe Rabbeinu, as we see, and we'll see more today, but why doesn't he get the same Misa that Moshe got? As we learned, he was taken into a cave, it's done b'neshika with a kiss, it's peaceful, it's tranquil. Why Eliyahu does not get this same kind of Misa is a question the Mephoshim asked. And the answer is that the difference is Moshe's top kid, his job on earth was finished. 
He had done exactly what he was supposed to do, did it as he was commanded, and he now will get his eternal rest in tranquility. Eliyahu still has much to do. He ultimately, and that is his main job, is to announce to herald the arrival of the Mashiach in the end of days. And we need no more proof of that than this coming Shabbos, Mir Hashem, Shabbos HaGadol. We read the last line of the Maftir of Shabbos HaGadol. It says, Hinei lachem es hanavi. I am sending you bo yom Hashem HaGadol before that magnificent day. So Eliyahu is still very much in need, and that's why he does not get that death. He gets that fiery death, and again, they argue, was it totally an in-body thing where he lives somewhere uh, in Ghanaian in his human form, or is it that the goof is destroyed and the neshama survives? So Elisha Roer, Elisha sees this, and you will recall Eliyahu says in answer to Elisha's request that he wants a double portion of the Ruach, the spirit of Eliyahu, and Eliyahu told him that it's very hard, but if you see me <clears throat> ascend to the Shemayim, you will reach that level of prophecy and you will receive it. So. He sees Ibn Mitzayik and he cries, Abi, Abi, my father, my father, the very famous line, Rechev Yisrael Poroshav, the chariots of Israel and its uh, drivers and its horses, Belora Ahuod. And now Eliyahu disappears from sight. By Yechazek the Godav, Elisha takes his clothes, his own clothes, by Yikra'im Lishnaim Kra'im. And he tears it into two pieces. Um, from this, we get the halacha uh, of kriya. This is exactly the source where it comes. Moreover, the shnayim, it's kriya for your parents, it's avi avi, and it's kriya for your rebbe. The one who is taught you Torah, you are mechayev to do kriya. And now, somehow, Elio's cloak is picked up from that chariot. It is either dropped from the chariot deliberately. He picks up the cloak of Elio, that fell from him. And now he's got to go back across the yard. Interestingly, just as a Footnote, Adaris Eliyahu is a major safer by the Vilna Gomes. His name is Eliyahu, and he calls it Adaris Eliyahu. In any case, by Yikaches Adaris Eliyahu, he takes it, by Yake es Hamayim. And now he strikes the Jordan, just as Eliyahu did going eastward. He's got to get back. By Yomer, Aye Hashem Eloke Eliyahu. Where is the God of Eliyahu, he asked, which would indicate, say the Mephoshim, it didn't work the first time he hit the water. Why the Ahu, and he too, and we're going to see what that phrase means, by Yakes Hamayim, he hits it a second time, by Echotzu, Heino, by Heino, by Yavar Elisha, and Elisha now has that same miracle they had 
coming, he has as an individual going. So, from this we learn that why it didn't work the first time. Some say the Kaddish Baruch who wanted Elisha to pray for the miracle, that he wanted, you know, the tzaddikim, the brachos, and spilos of tzaddikim are especially dear. Secondly, that afhu and he, what does that refer to? Some say it refers to Eliyahu himself made it possible, works that the miracle should work for his disciple Elisha, and he crosses over. Now you will recall we left on the other bank, on the west bank of the Jordan, 50 disciples, B'nai Nevi'im, who did not have the level of Nebuah to cross. They stayed there and waited. And now by Yeru'u, B'nai HaNevi'im, Asher Yericho, those that were standing there, Mineged, by Yomer, Nocha, Ruach, Eliyahu, Al Elisha. There's no question, they saw the split of the Yardin, the spirit of Eliyahu now rests on Elisha. By Yobo, Leprosa, we saw yesterday, they seem skeptical and condescending. Now they come to meet him by and they bow to him to the ground. By Yomu love. now this is puzzling. We are 50 strong, valorous men. Let us go. Let us search for your master. Maybe that strong wind took him of Hashem. That it took him somewhere in the mountains or somewhere deep in a valley. And Elisha says, don't send anybody. Stay right where you are. In other words, what's puzzling here, these B'nai HaNeviim, um, they, yesterday, had that ability. They knew he was going to die. They knew how he was going to die. They just weren't permitted to cross the Yardin. And suddenly, a day later, they're acting as if he was carried away by a whirlwind and is sitting in a mountain or in a valley. And the only way to explain it, say the Mepharshim, is in that intermittent period, they have lost their nevuah. We saw yesterday there was a diminution of their nevuah. That's why they were not permitted to go. Now that perception that they don't know where he is, they think he's lost, is an indication that they have lost totally their power of nevuah. Elisha says no. Then, by Yifratzubo, they press him. They pressure him. Adbosh, until, Adbosh means until he's embarrassed. By Yomer Shlocho. Okay, you want it? Go look for him. Adbosh indicates to his embarrassment, he's looking at the optics of this, Elisha. Because they must be saying, sure, he doesn't want us to go because he's now the number one Navi. If we find him, he's no longer the number one Navi. He has a stake in us not going. And so he wants to avoid that perception, and he says, go. By they go, the 50 men, by Yomin, they spend three days searching below Motsal. By Yeshuvah, love, they return back to Yoshev Yericho. By Yomer, and he says, 
He's reminding them, not out of arrogance, didn't I say not to go, but to establish that it's past. The, the, the cloak of Nadeus has passed, and it's he. Elion is gone to his heavenly abode. By Yomer on Shehreir, now the people of Yericho come out with a very strange request, Elisha. And this would amount, as we're going to see, to Elisha's first miracle for people. Hinei no Moshevair told, we are living in this city of Yericho, and we love it. Kasher Adonirohev, it's a beautiful city, except the Hamayim Ra'im Va'aretz Mishakolas. The water is poison, and it's killing us. We are losing people from poison water. So first, the question is, how could it be a great place to live in? And they're very happy there. The Gemara is in a beautiful measure, says there are three things that a man has, and he thinks that it's the greatest, while other people think, what is he talking about? One is the place where he lives. There's a pride in your uh, residence, where you are living. Two, a man towards his wife. And three, a person who has a bargain, thinks he's gotten a bargain, a sale in a Mecca, that everyone thinks, what kind of bargain is this? Nonetheless, a person thinks it that way. So these people were in love with the place they live, but the water was killing. Is it a recent thing? We don't know. Is it could be a punishment for resettling Yericho, perhaps. So in any case, what Elisha does, by Yomer Kehuli Tzalachas Chadasho, get me a jug, a new jug, that nothing was ever in it. I don't want any other ingredients. The Simusham Melach put salt in by love, and they give it to him. By Yetzel Motzehamayim, he goes to the source of the water. By Yishlachsham Melach, he puts the salt in and throws it in the water supply. By Yomer Koamar Hashem, this is what the Kaddish Baruch was saying, Repisi Lamayim Ha'ela, Loyim Mashon, Od Moves Meshachelas. There will not be any more killing or the bitterness of the water, etc. By Yarpu Hamayim Ad Hayom Hazeh. And now it is cured, Kitvar Elisha Asher Duber, as Elisha spoke. So several things. Why would he put salt in? and put it in bitter water and it will be cured. The parallel is in Moshe. You remember the waters at Marah? They were bitter. And Moshe takes a stick of a tree, a wood, that is very bitter, and lo and behold, the water becomes sweetened. So that follows that pattern. Moreover, you're seeing that Elisha follows the pattern of Eliyahu in that he doesn't ask the Kodesh Baruch Hu, purify this water. He takes a unilateral action and assumes rightly that it will be ratified by the Kodesh Baruch Hu. We see that pattern and it is going to stay with him for a lifetime. So um, he cures the water system. Now a really strange incident. He goes up from Yericho to Beisel. He's going on the way. Let's read the shot. Small children. Follow him out of the city. They taunt him. 
Get out of here, bald one. Out of here. You're bald. It's very strange. Um, when you read the shot, you assume that maybe they're like lovable little hooligans having some fun with an old bald man, etc., and taunting him. So now by Yifen Acharav, he turns around, by Yerim he sees them, Elisha, by Yikalalem B'Shem Hashem, he curses them in the name of the Kodesh Baruch Hu, Batzitzah two bears come out of the forest, Batzitzah they split them, they tear them apart, Arboim Ushnei Yiladim, 42 children. What? is going on here. So you need almost a blot and a half of the Gemara in Sota, Zah, Mem uh, above, and Mem Zion to explain some parts of it that you would never get from reading the Pshat. Let's just go over a few of them. First, a halacha we learned from this incident. Whenever you, whoever does not escort a traveler from the city or who leaves unescorted, now you think Elisha just saved their water supply, at least there'd be a token delegation to escort him out of the city, but no, he goes alone. And that's where we learn uh, had they gone, escorted when he left, he would not have caused the bears to attack the children who mocked him. Now, um, they say to him, go, says the Gemara, you have made, it's a play on words on Kareach, you have made this place bold for us. Apparently, says the Medrash, that these kids, or if they were in fact kids, had a very profitable side business, bringing in pure water to Yericho. And they were well paid for this. Now that Elisha has cured the water supply, they're out of work. So they are resentful. So now we take, say, some of the terminology. Mine are in Kitanim, little youths. Were they youths? Were they minors? Omar Rabbi Eleze, Shemina Urim, again a play a word on the Arim Minha Mitzvos. They were shaken out, emptied of any mitzvos, and they called little ones because they had no emuna, absolutely no emuna. Um, also that they acted, they were grown, but they acted like Kitanim. Uh, continuing, turns around and curses them. We know that when a Novi uh, curses them, or ter- turns his face to them, it's bad. Either it affects their lives or their parnasa. So, what did he see? Ra mama, she saw them uh, and saw that they, they have to be punished. First of all, the disrespect for a Novi Hashem. Um, Ushmuel says, 
Interesting. He perceived, you remember, he's a Navi, that all of them were conceived by their mothers on Yom Kippur, when, of course, marital relations are forbidden. But Rabbi Yitzhak Nafcha says, Beluris Beluris was a hairstyle adopted by the pagans, where there like, was a ponytail in the back that the Amorites wore, but other pagan deities wore it as well. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Rosh They didn't have even a trace of mitzvah. And so they said, but perhaps they would turn out well, says the Gemara, lo bum, lo bizarum, so kalantoros. These kids had nothing. They had no background on Mitzvah. They were disrespectful. They were born on your, uh, from conceived on Yom Kippur. They were into pagan symbols, etc. They couldn't care less. Now, just on the two bears, some say it's a single miracle because there were no bears in the forest there. Some say there was no forest. So that what he did was a double miracle, a forest he created and the bears. So that somehow explains what is a very, very mysterious, uh, strange situation. By the way, 42, why the number 42? Because that's the number of korbans, uh, korbanos, that Bilam offered when he was sent to curse B'nai Yisrael. <coughs> now Elisha goes back to Har Carmel. He goes to Shomron and is about to perform his first national miracle on a grand military scale tomorrow, 845 in Yerzah Hashem.